Season 2, Episode 3, Taking Music Production Seriously. In this episode, I'm going to be giving you guys an interview, which I had on YouTube. You can watch it. I'll leave the link there if you want to watch the video, but this is just going to be the audio. There's a lot of good content in here. I interviewed, his name is James. He became a member of my Beatmaker Trainer platform. He has so many good things to say. And one thing he told me is he said, let everyone know the huge benefit of learning from one or two really knowledgeable producers instead of searching endlessly on YouTube. Learning just on YouTube can be like trying to build and solve a puzzle. You can probably find most of the pieces to the puzzle, but there's no order, direction, or real structure on how to put the pieces together to where you end up more confused than when you started, all right? So that is what James said. Before we get into the interview though, I want to share with you guys a really cool tip. A lot of you guys may not know this, but I always talk about A and B, okay? It's one of my five golden pillars of music production that will be a course coming out soon to the platform. And these are five extremely valuable things to know when you're making beats. You know, you always need to know these things. And one of them is A and B comparison. If you've never heard about this, it's always important to be able to quickly switch in between two styles of whatever you're trying to do. For example, if you're trying to EQ a sound, most EQs have a before and after or like an A and a B. Now, the most important thing to do when you are using A and B comparison is that the levels are very similar because if they're not, it's not a fair comparison and you're going to be skewed towards the louder one. That's just what we have learned over the years of music production. I want to say one more thing about that is when you have A and B, but you also have off and on. Okay, so you really have like three states. You have before and then you have version A and then version B. So FL Studio allows you to do this in every single plugin. Okay, a lot of people don't know this. Every single plugin has the wrapper. So you click in the top left and you're going to see spare state. So what you can do is you first have to store it in a spare state, which is now it becomes A. And then you can flip it. So now you can flip the state, which is like going to B. Now, personally, I wouldn't be using this on things like synths. This is more for like effects, such as like compressors, EQs. That's where you're really going to get the most benefit of this, right? So for example, let's say on a compressor, let's say you want to be really aggressive, but maybe you want to go a low threshold. So let's say minus 30, and then maybe you want to go like a lighter ratio. So let's say 1.5 to one ratio, and then maybe you can adjust your attack and release. Then let's say on state B, you can maybe bring that threshold up to maybe like minus 20, but be a bit more aggressive on the ratio. And then again, play with your attack and release. Again, making sure that the volume is similar. When you flip in between before and after, and then in the case of FL Studio, it's just the flip with state, you can easily compare what you like better with those compressor settings. Now, the better plugins out there very often have this built into the plugin, and it's really quick. It's just a matter of just one click, you're good to go. But for plugins that do not offer this, you can easily switch the state. Um, I do know that the Fruity Limiter does have A and B built in, but the Fruity Compressor is kind of more of a basic compressor, but you can still switch in between A and B. Okay, so there you guys go. Again, here is the interview. I hope you guys enjoy. And again, if you want to join the Beatmaker Trainer Platform, right now I have 26 FL Studio courses in there. Just go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash courses, or if you want special pricing, you can get my free book. Just go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash five keys. 
All right. So James, so thank you so much for taking your time out today. So Thanks uh, for having me. So you have been enrolled since uh, I have July 15th, 2021. That's when you joined the platform. Right. And how, how are you enjoying it so far? Uh, it's, it's amazing actually. Um, I'm just completely blown away by the detail, uh, the workflow, the detail, um, and all the different little aspects of the music industry that mostly everyone else I've talked with does not bring up at all. Um, few things that really made me, um, blown away was, uh, not just, not just the simplicity of doing FL studio, but also at the same time, um, just the, the heads up of different things in the music industry and the music production folder thing completely changed everything for me. For example, um, I'm still working on that because, uh, during one of your podcasts on Spotify, you talked about gear lust and I was in the middle of that. I was just getting free VSTs, free sample. It didn't matter what it was like as many different sounds as I could get. I was getting, then I realized that after you said that I looked at all of my sounds and I'm like, I have more stuff than I'll ever know what to do with. And it would take me years just to hear every sound, much less make a determination on whether I want to use them or not. The production folder though, mine was really, really messed up and that saved me a lot. But, um, from every other video and any other tutorials I've seen, you just, you just nail it when it comes to explaining things, especially when it comes to the detail, the, 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 what, the, how, the why, which is a huge one. And then the when and where and all that other stuff. So let's just recap a little bit of what you said. So the music folder, um, the music folder, like I, that's taken me a lot of years to figure out and learn. And I just pass it on to you guys because it's all about organization, about backing up. And then in the long run, if you have to switch computers, it makes it really easy as well. Uh, but then again, the organization, right? So that's like one of the number one secrets as a music producer is being organized and it allows you just to flow faster. And then you talked about the gear lust, all the, uh, you know, all the instruments, all the tools. Nowadays, there is way more tools than ever. Like when I started, there was a lot of tools and now it's like, you know, there's so many. So the whole goal is to find out the tools that work for you, learn them, and then you become a lot better. And, uh, right. that's, and that's, yeah, that, that's awesome that you're, that you're enjoying it. So yeah, you can log in, you watch the courses. It's easy to track your progress and you just take your, your time at it. Right. Yeah. Like I'm learning the, um, the piano. Nice. I've been playing guitar for 20 some years. The biggest problem I had in the beginning was really just what fingers did what I was so used to the white keys that I got it's different on guitar, but on, on the keys, why does this not sound right? Well, I'm using the C major scale. I'm trying to use a black key. You know, that's a very popular course of yours. And I can see why now the safe spots is a great one. Drums have always been a weak spot mm -hmm. and the safe spots have shown me things that I never knew before. Like I didn't know that every single um, button on the channel rack was a 16th note until I heard from you. 
uh, that just totally answered a lot of questions right there. The way that you build your beat on a pattern and then you copy certain parts and then paste to other patterns definitely uh, is way faster than anything I've I've seen, heard, learned before. Because, you you know, you can get the whole drop, basically, and then you can separate it after you're done. I didn't even think that was possible. I thought you had to do it, you know. These little things that, like, FL doesn't push or a lot of these other um, people that teach you don't push, you wouldn't even know existed. Like, it, the little things like that um, you bring up. I don't know anyone else that talks about drums in the way that you do to where everyone can understand it like that part just has me blown away and as well as understanding that every instrument that you do um you need to be aware of the frequency spectrum which is something i never thought about so Mm -hmm. i'd have a lot of clashing and not really realize it and then after listening to that i go take a look at span Mm -hmm. something like that and then I can totally see what you're talking about. Yeah. So that, that part um, absolutely blew me away. The number pad, <laughs> that, that, that is, no one's talked about the number pad. I've never heard anyone talk about it. No, man. It's amazing, isn't it? It's way faster. Yeah. Absolutely faster. Um, the, the template idea, I had built this gargantuan template that had every effect, every, um, dr- like the channel rack was already at 20 with just drums. And then these plug in, like everything I thought of, I could ever imagine needing, I wanted in one template. And then I realized after you explaining it, that that really slows things down in a lot of cases. Right. Some other things that uh, um, that you have said that have really opened my eyes is the overall different roles that a person can have in music. There's so many different avenues that it's not all or nothing. And that's something that my mind did have for mm. over a decade. I was in the retail world because I thought I had no chance, but I didn't realize that different avenues of opportunity. Just the other, just the whole parts of the industry, the things about the the taxes and the, you know, just different roles and what to think about. And when you're buying certain gear, you know, like I was thinking, get something for today, but, or get the cheapest this or that. But listening to you when it comes to quality and explaining things, a lot of it made sense, especially like sample packs, construction kits that was one thing i was totally initially liking and then when you explained about construction kits it made sense i'm like why would i pay for you know all i'm doing is it's basically kind of like a musical small puzzle you just put mm-hmm. the pieces together and that's it it's not really art i mean it, i guess it helps you in the beginning when you need to learn how to arrange but then again at the same time it doesn't teach that either so yeah like you're using someone else's music to call to call your own which isn't your own yeah and and the the just certain life tips like um 
don't just throw out music so early. You know, oh, you know, I, I wrote this song that sounds so cool at this very moment. I must put it on YouTube, and then you know, not it could be the next day, but even a year from now, you'd be like, oh yeah, that was me during a troubling time. You know, and yeah. um, I think about certain groups like um, the person that pops my mind right now is Van Halen. Did, did Van Halen release music when they were just learning? You know, they were totally ready to destroy, you know, the industry that they were in. You even taught things like how to Google. I mean, no other music producer said anything about how to look for something. Hmm. You know, they'll tell you what they think they want you or what they say that you should learn, but you're like, no, this is how you learn what you want to learn. And that just, there's, there's not very much of, um, there's very little of you showing any evidence of you just doing this for any other reason than just to help the other person. And that's something I don't see ever really. And there's a lot, there are a lot of videos, a lot of people that make videos, um, a lot of good ones, but I think everything that a single person needs, uh, for making beats, writing music, their brand, all the different avenues, there's just one spot, I think, which is your website. Uh, there's. I don't think there's a simpler way. I just don't. I'm never trying to talk from the perspective that like I'm an expert. I'm just talking from the perspective that like, hey, I was just like all you guys trying to learn all this. I found all these different tutorials. I've read books, whatever. And I figured out like this is how I like to use this tool. And I'm just passing on this information that I've learned over the years onto you guys. You know, like when it comes to mixing with EQ, like, you know, it's not to say that these are the best decisions, but this is how you can use this tool to get decent results. Yeah, the one thing that separates you from anyone else is, is um, <clears throat> you will say every tool, every way of uh, doing this, uh, you'll show a thousand different ways to do something, all the different possibilities. And from what I've gathered from other teachers, what they do is, is they just teach you the part of FL that works for them. Um, I feel that you will explain what works for you, but you'll explain other things that you'll even admit you don't use. Like, um, what was it? The pattern, one of the pattern pickers, I think yeah, that, yeah. That, that FL recently did, but then you still explain that it's there and you could use it, which no one else does. If they don't believe in it, then you're not going to hear about it. And that's something you do do. Like, whether you like it or not, you will explain every little part. And then you explain why. And then you explain why you don't like doing it. And yeah, right, yeah, right. At least we know. Yeah, and, and again, it's all just my own personal opinion. Like, you, you make your decision, you know. Yeah, and... uh Again, you, you explain things in a way that I'm just not used to um, someone explaining it so well. Awesome, man. Thank you, you so much. Out. Um, even hearing you explain that uh, or saying that you, you want to learn more about something, just I would never know prior. I think you knew all of it. No, no, man. I was, I'm just like you guys. 
I uh, found out about FL Studio, downloaded the trial version after about like a month of the trial version. I was just like, I'm just going to do it, right? Take the leap. Buy the sig- I bought the signature edition and it was just like, what did I just do? I bought this music program. It was like 300 bucks or whatever. Uh, but lifetime updates and it just kept practicing and practicing. And one year goes by, two years goes by, different life things start happening, right? But the thing is, you got to keep with it just because you're not making music like you want to keep, you know, moving forward somehow in that direction, right? And see that part right there is very important because for the last week and a half, musically, I haven't written much. I've been spending time organizing the music production folder. Yep. Getting another hard drive, yep. learning the learning the finger placement. So like, there's a lot of like half of my brain's like you haven't done anything, you haven't written anything, but at the same time. I'm learning, you know, and, and organizing, setting it up for the moment of the workflow that you want to have achieved that I still am working on. So it, it was a pain realizing how bad I messed up <laughs> music production folder, how I just had VSTs everywhere. You know, I mean, it, it's good now, but when I realized that that moment, wasn't a very fun moment but it needed to be done and now it's a lot better but the the thing you have to understand is when someone listens to the music well they're just listening to the music but they have no idea the effort and the work that you've put in behind the scenes to learn how to make that beat right everything from knowing the notes learning about your vsts your sounds so you know you just made the beat well, awesome. Well, now what about arrangement? What about song structure? What about the mixing? What about the mastering? What about the branding? What about the, right? Mm-hmm. All that, everything, it all goes in. And someone who's on Spotify, who's just a listener, they know nothing about a music program at all. They listen to your song and they have no idea how much effort that you put in. So what I'm trying to say is when you're talking about organization, when you're talking about learning about your your keys, all that stuff is about, is a it's a part of being a music producer and organization is like number one, right? Like if you, if you start doing well, you want to know where all your music files are. If someone emails you, you can easily send it off so that you're not spending like the whole day figuring out how things work. It can literally take you five minutes and then you go on to do something else now. Yeah, it it happened after you explained it, I started moving things around and then um, actually prior to you explaining it, I was opening up projects seeing the old box Miss, that says missing, missing files, files yeah. <laughs> over and over again and going back trying to figure out what's going on since i learned the music production folder from you i've not had that problem once i guess the part i'm trying to figure out is is how simple can i make this folder when i have all these samples or do i want to make it as detailed as possible like these are just sticks. These are just shakers. These are just um, metallic yeah. sounds. Or do you want to just have a percussion, which, you know, like sometimes I think I made it to where it's so individualized that it's too it's, much. It, it, yeah, it makes it harder. Yeah. So, yeah. so the, man, the way how I do it is I just organize sounds by vendor. So, for example, I like to use the ex- exclusive audio drums a lot. So, yeah. in this, so if I buy sounds by exclusive audio, I create one folder exclusive audio. If there's other, you know, like let's say they release a new sound kit, I literally just drop that sound kit into the exclusive audio, and then they organize it for you, right? Drums, claps, snares, hi hats—it's it, all in there. 
And so I don't really worry so much about like, oh, like there's hi-hats from all these different sound packs. I don't combine them. I leave them in. That's what I was doing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, because that way I know that that's all a part of that kit. And then when you work on the individual song, uh, you can export the project uh, data files. And then I do that for all my serious songs, because in case somehow I ever lose my drum kit folder, the individual song still has all the, the one shot drum samples. Yeah, and that changed a lot for me. A lot of projects I saved because of that, because I just thought you just did an SLP. And, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I know technology is amazing, but I was putting a little too much trust in it, to be honest with you. Um, I had a lot of times where it couldn't find a sample and I'm just like, what are you talking about? But ever since I do it the exact way you set it up, it's all there. Mm -hmm. And even if, uh, something happens with any situation, all the backups of the backups, the external backup, the cloud backup, the firebox backup, these things I never thought about. And it's like, dude, this is, this could be your whole life, especially if you want to do it as a career. Exactly. Probably one in a firebox. Um, things mm -hmm. that just no one really talks about in any type of tutorial. They tell you this is how to do this exact thing, and that's it. But you're like, let me talk to you about your career, your actual life during this. And that's something that I, you just don't see anywhere else. And Thanks that so much, man. makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, man. Like You get to see the full picture, right? Yeah. I've been through a lot of different, you know, I went through, you know, school, like high school, like, you know, like everyone else. I went through electrical school, electrical school in Canada, the education, like you learned, but you, for us, you didn't learn hands on. It was all a hundred percent theory. So like, you know, pencil and paper, you go, you write a test. Awesome. I passed your test, but I really still don't understand what I'm doing. And then they send you out onto the job site and it's just like, okay, I want you to go wire some plugs and wire some lights, whatever. And it's just like, but how? Because yeah, and and yeah. I try to do that with the way you teach music. So like, you'll you'll do an example of something, and I'm gonna like, I'll we'll copy him completely right now. But before I move to the next topic, I have to erase everything and make my own version. Yeah, using the exact same method, and then I will move to something else. And that's the part that drives me nuts is I want to be, you know, progress this far tomorrow, but. You know, if I just learn some, if I learn a course, you, you a, a video you do once and don't go back with it, I'm going, I'll probably remember one out of five gems that are in that course. So the, the old me would be, let's see how fast I can pass or just complete all your courses. And now it's totally different. It's like, I want to get it right. Right. And, um, so I guess for anyone who wants to know just stuff to where they can plop it in and brag, then uh, I, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff out there on YouTube, but if you really want to know artistically and completely from a whole view of how to do this and actually succeed, your courses are about as, they are as good as they get. And I haven't even crossed all the courses yet. Like I still want to, uh, there, there's so many of your courses I haven't done, like the advanced or the mixer. I'm still on the beginner and the piano. The piano part, I really want to get down. Is 
um, that the, plays a huge role in this. Yeah, <laughs> the piano takes years, but but it's it's the fact of understanding how it works. Once you learn how it works, okay, so now you start flowing, and then you start getting better because again, like you said, the piano is a part of everything with beat making. You're using all your your synths, your VSTs, right? Whether you're playing a guitar sound, you're playing your keys. Whether you're actually playing a real piano sound, you're still playing the keys. Bassline, keys. It's just about understanding that these notes go together. You can't start adding different notes in because they mathematically do not work. Right. And that's it. Because because at the end of the day, music's just math, right? It's frequencies. The final question is, what advice do you have for someone starting up beat making in FL Studio? I would, I would honestly say to take your courses. And the reason why is because your course number four or five that I've taken since February but you're the only course that made sense. Um, I mean, they all made sense to a point, but if, if you want to understand everything from the ground up, so you don't go forward just to take steps back to relearn what you should have, um, then, you know, they need to be taking your course. Um, uh, but understanding the computer you have and what you need before you even start is something that no one told me. In fact, actually, uh, I bought FL studio from a previous trainer that said I can teach an FL studio. So I bought it and come to find out he works with logic pro. He had FL studio for like a few months and you said, all you need is a software and a laptop. Nothing about audio interface, microphones, um, needing, you know, the connections, the USB cables, but also you had a clip where you were doing things like showing all the little, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the other nice. audio pieces, the things you just don't think about until the moment where it happens and you don't have it. Right. And then that's a horrible situation. <laughs> so, um, you know, know your, do, learn what equipment you need before you start. Right. Because otherwise, it's going to be a lot of being aggravated over something that you didn't think about before. But I know in a, in a lot of cases, even for me at some points, I, I kind of got to the point where I'm like, do I just give up? Like, how many things can go wrong before I finally just realize it? But what I didn't realize was, is I wasn't prepared. I didn't look up the stuff that I need to know before doing it. I also talk about sticking inside of one DAW, right? Picking one music program and, and, sticking, and sticking with it. And that's something you, you got me into because I started with Cakewalk because it was free. Okay. But then I got the free version of Pro Tools, FL Studio, Ableton, Cubase. But there's no point in me half or partially learning five different DAWs uh, I'm, I'd rather just master FL because af after just seeing what you've shown, it, it has so many options and possible anything I can think of I can do on there. Yeah, like at the end of the day, man, all these music programs essentially are doing the same thing. Some might do it a little easier. Some might not be able to do that feature, but if not, many times there's a third-party plugin you can install. But FL Studio allows, like, at the end of the day for us, like, what I'm wanting to do is I'm wanting to make beats. And FL Studio is amazing for making beats. Like, right? 
And so why, yeah. why, why, why would I be trying to learn another music program if FL Studio can give me all that? Now, if I was heavily in the industry working with lots of different artists and they're sending you stems and stuff that, you know, or, or, or like if they, they send you a project or whatever, you know, maybe you want to learn maybe one other industry standard, you know, DAW, such as like Pro Tools. But besides that, like we're just making beats and we use MIDI. So MIDI, a lot of producers don't understand that MIDI is like the most powerful thing as beat makers because when we play a note after we're done recording, we can easily go back and edit the notes, right? Whereas if we're recording, like let's say a real guitar into a microphone, we're stuck with that audio. It's printed into an audio file. With MIDI, those are the notes, which means we can adjust their lengths, we can adjust the velocity. So when we talk about compression, right, volume, so sometimes you don't even have to use compression you can just use the velocity on your midi notes to get the balance you're wanting things like that uh is why i really 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 like your courses i mean that saved me i don't know how many more hours of me trial and erroring when it was something as simple as volume i mean you know people keep wanting to push all these special things and it could be just something as simple as that hey gratuitous here i hope you enjoyed the content if you want to become a better producer then check out my podcast called music production made simple it's totally free and available wherever you listen to podcasts i also run a beat maker trainer platform there's over 26 courses in there right now all focused on fl studio it's helped a lot of students and i'm sure you'll love it for more information just go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash courses finally if you like to read all of my books are now available in one bundle such as audio painting about arrangement safe spots about drum loops fl studio beginners book which is going to teach you the basics my template book to teach you about a fast workflow as well as proper producer mindset to start your music production career right the first time for more information on my book bundle just go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash books thanks again for watching visit itsgratuitous.com for all your fl studio training needs